I'm going to be speaking on the prophetic uh, this morning, and, um, and there is a reason why I've called it what I have, uh, and I hope that will become clear throughout. We're going to be um, in 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, if you want to look that up, we're going to look at the first four verses, uh, and then a couple of verses later on in that passage, um, and, uh, and we'll come to those later. Um, but I do just really want to pray because the danger with speaking on the prophetic is that God tends to speak and it, everything goes out the window and then we feel a little bit flexible. So we, we need him to speak to us, don't we? Um, so Jesus, thank you so much for your presence here. And we ask you to speak. And uh, Lord, we love it when you speak. It's so good to hear your voice. And so come and speak to each and every one of us and encourage us and strengthen us and build us up in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope uh, there will be something for you this morning, whether you feel like you have never heard clearly from God or whether indeed this is very familiar territory for you because the good news for us always is there's always more to hear. Uh, God is chatty. That is a direct quote from one of our young people um, who, uh, when we, uh, a couple of years ago now, uh, talked to them and uh, that was their, their quote back to me was, didn't realise God was so chatty. Um, he really is. We'll pick up on that slightly later. So let's read from 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, at the start, it begins with, let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you speak in tongues, and we heard tongues being spoken out this morning, you will only uh, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you, which was why an interpretation was brought, and it was so helpful. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit but it will all be mysterious. But the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. And uh, hasn't it been brilliant hearing since uh, September um, the flow of what God has been speaking to us about. Uh, and this talk just sits after Rob's uh, beautiful picture of the river going out. It's just, we're not meeting here for the sake of being here. Uh, we're here because we have something to share and the goodness of God to bring. And so it very much sits in line with that, that when we're filled with the Spirit, which uh, Tom spoke about uh, a couple of weeks back, um, when we're filled with the Spirit, God gives us gifts to use in the church, but it's actually that he gives us a new nature, reference Paul's talk, uh, September time. Um, he gives us a new nature, which means that everywhere we go, we're different, and what God has done in our life overspills out to those around us. So this exchange that took place when we gave our lives to Christ now means that we live very differently. 
And what was broken in the Garden of Eden is now restored to us, and we'll have a little look at that later. Now, I ought to say uh, right at the outset that um, this morning is more of a launch pad than it is a detailed explanation. There is just no way that we can cover the subject of prophecy and you still have lunch. Okay, and I know you want lunch. I want lunch. So, this is more of a launch pad. Please take this and begin to chew on it because I believe that God has so much for us in the whole area of the prophetic to use throughout our lives uh, to do exactly what Paul has written here it should do. And for this morning, I'm going to define prophecy as this. It's bringing what God is saying now clearly to our attention. Okay? Chatty God. Talks, 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 talks. Rather than missing it, catching it, and realising that he has stuff to say in every situation that we find ourselves in. In 1 Corinthians 12, just before this passage, Paul makes it very clear he doesn't want us to be uninformed or confused about these things. And sometimes the prophetic can be quite misunderstood. It can be a little bit mysterious. So that's why we're going to unpack this a little bit because it's a wonderful gift and it's actually the natural language for everyone who follows Christ. So everyone's included If you're following Christ, you are prophetic, okay? So this is you, and he's given us a language that comes from his heart to share with those around us. Now, I'm going to try and answer two questions this morning because I like to keep it simple. The first one is this, am I really hearing God? Anybody ever ask that question? Am I in good company? Excellent stuff. Is this just me? And how might I know that it's not just me? Well, we'll explore that question um, because it might be that we need to ask a slightly different question. Um, And the reason that we ask that is very few of us hear the audible voice of God You know, the one in the films that goes, this is the Lord, that one. Um, It's very rarely like that. And let's be honest, that would be terrifying. Um, So uh, if you have that experience this morning, (laughs) um, (laughs) let us know how that feels. Uh, Never happened to me. Um, but, But it is important that we know this voice so that we can do good to others. And then the second question really is this. How practically can you share this, okay, without it just being weird? All right? God isn't weird. He's full of love. He's awesome, but not weird. So we don't need to be either. So we'll try and answer those two questions a little bit and see what it might sound like and I might even give you some examples from my own experience. So when we look at this passage though as a, as a foundation you'll note that Paul starts by talking about love and that's because love is at the heart of 
all that God says. And the two passages that you'll go to if you're wanting to explore spiritual gifts, chances are you're going to find yourself in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. And slap bang in the middle of it is the seminal passage about love. Love is patient and kind. Bears no grudges. It doesn't hold on to stuff. Love never fails. And then Paul begins here picking that up. So let love be your highest goal. So the nature of what we share is very important. So let's just be clear. Bringing a prophetic word to somebody is not discouraging. Just want to be clear. It's not to make us look good. Which is why it's okay, by the way, to ask the question, is this really me? And to feel a bit shaky and a bit nervous. It's not about you looking good, getting stuff right or wrong. That's not the deal. And it's not something that we take pride in because this is something that God, through the Holy Spirit, has made available to all of us. It's not something that we boast in and we certainly don't condemn or judge people because God comes with love. Now, love can be challenging, can't it? I know some, some of my friends have said some challenging things to me over the years. I know you'll find it hard to believe that I needed correcting on some things. But <clears throat> uh, the things that I've heard most clearly, the toughest things I've heard most clearly, are from people who really love me. And I can hear it from them because I know where they're speaking from. So that's our foundation stone as we explore the prophetic together and I just wanted to be really really clear about that because when we hear of the prophetic it can very quickly get to this oh somebody is going to expose something and it's going to be terrible we, we sort of go that anybody I've, I've done that you know you turn up somewhere and somebody says oh there's a very prophetic person here all right what do you do repent quickly list off all the things you can think of I might have done this I thought about that I shouldn't have done that I said that I uh, forgot to do that right just get it all out of the way oh lord thank you right it's lovely to meet you okay make sure you're not wearing any big labels they like those don't they um uh, so you, you you make sure very bland clothing uh, it's all safe um that's just not the deal God has messages of love to deliver to people to you and me. So, how do we know then? Foundation laid. How do we know we are hearing from God? The I must be making it up syndrome. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but the natural language of the world in which we live, let's call it to be, and tends to veer towards the negative. Let's call it social media. What does social media tend towards? Well, one person chips in with a, a little dig at something and then the next person amplifies it. Then it gets louder. Then 15 people start on. Then probably somebody comes the other way with something negative about them. And actually, I think it's really interesting that we now see the hearts of people 
being far more exposed. You know, people tend to say things online that they'd never say to your face, because I'm big and scary and I get you. No, um, it's just the way it seems to be, and we're seeing the, the heart speaking, and the Bible's really clear about that. In that our broken nature, following the fall, means that now everything gets worse and worse and muckier and ugh, it's, it's not good. That's the way that the nature of the world has, has developed. It's broken. It's failing. So we slip into cynicism and criticism really quickly and easily. It's a reflection of our separation from God. But this is not the nature of of people who have submitted their lives to Jesus and invited him to take charge and said, the old has gone, Jesus, please let the new come because now we're restored and our relationship with God now means that what's going on in us as we're filled with the Holy Spirit is that we have a different nature that is growing within us. We're actually returning to how things were in the Garden of Eden. And there's a beautiful picture that comes actually just after the fall has taken place of how God finds Adam and Eve. And he is walking in the cool of the evening, waiting for his catch-up with his creation. How beautiful. Not sitting on a throne waiting for his servants to arrive with a report on the day. Perhaps catching up on the latest animal that they've named, you know. Lion. <laughs> nice choice. Yeah. Chameleon. Did you spot that one? Um, thank you. That, that did feel like an assembly right then. That was good. Um, he's, he's waiting in the cool of the evening to catch up. Adam, eat. Where are you? He just wants to talk. Well, that's the place that, for those of us who are now apprentices to Jesus, who are walking in the track that he has for us, that's where we are. We can just talk. You don't need to be in a meeting place. You don't need to be with others. You don't need to be doing a special thing. You don't need to have had a good week. You just need to talk. It's a bit like we've had a factory reset. Have you ever dared to press that button on any device you've owned? Anybody? Come on. Look at that. Paul's there. Yes, okay. Great. Factory reset. What does it do? It wipes the lot and it says... Back to design. Oh, it's, it's got messed up. Back to design. This is what Jesus did on the cross. It's messed up. Right, back to design. Back to relationship. Back to talking and walking and communicating and hearing and enjoying the voice of God. And John says in John 10, verse 3, that the sheep, that's you and I, know his voice. That's for everyone. So we can be very confident that actually when we return to our saviour, we 
are designed to hear his voice. Say, I'm designed to hear him. Now say it like you mean it. I'm designed to hear him? No, I'm designed to hear him. You're designed to hear him. You're designed to be tuned in to God's voice. Now, there's a lot that can clutter it, sure. But the question of, well, how do I know that I'm hearing God? Well, why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be hearing him? Why wouldn't he drop a thought into your mind? Why wouldn't he grab your attention with something and you think, that's weird, I've I've never noticed that before. Why wouldn't he do that? After all, he's walking and talking with you every single day of your life. So not only is it available to us, but Paul here says, look, you should seek the ability to prophesy. So it's not even, I'm really sorry, that you get to go, well, great, new nature. God knows where I am if he needs me. I'll be walking and talking. Might walk with my headphones in. Everybody here like walking with your headphones in? Try walk with your headphones out. Listen to something different. Just a thought. See what God wants to say to you. Don't block it out with great music. Listen to the creator of all music. He has some cracking tunes. Paul says we should seek the ability to prophesy. Not might. Not, well, you could. He says we should seek this ability. One, it's open to all of us. And two, it is such a good gift. Because God's voice changes things. It created everything. That's a powerful voice. I've been told I have a powerful voice. His is way better. It changes stuff. When God speaks into situations, things change. People move. Jody and I only live in the Midlands because God spoke. We loved where we lived in Sheffield. It's a lovely place. Our son now lives there. Grr, jealous. <clears throat> and then God spoke. And somebody who was listening to him picked us out in a meeting a little bit like this and said, hey, you. Me? Yeah, you. No, he didn't do it like that. He said, God's been talking to you about moving. He's just letting you know you're doing the right thing. I love the way he ended that, by the way. He said, I don't know if that makes any sense to you. I shan't bore you with the long story of God speaking to us before that. I really tried to pull this face. Uh, I think the face I actually pulled was more. Because when God speaks, it changes things. And I'm so glad he spoke to us. We wouldn't know any of you if he hadn't. I love knowing all of you. And and when he speaks, it it shifts stuff. It's creative. It's, 
energizing, it's invigorating, it's encouraging. So why wouldn't you hear from God? Why wouldn't he drop a thought into your mind? Why wouldn't he just say, why don't you text so-and-so? Why wouldn't he say, go and talk to them, they need encouraging? Why wouldn't he say, just ask how their day's been? Why wouldn't he? No, none of this begins with, the Lord says. How's your day? Doesn't start with that. But we're called to live in relationship with him, so when he talks to us, we just pass it on. Because do you know what? He can't reach, but he reaches through you and through me. So when I come into work tomorrow morning, I don't know who he's already got for me to encourage. But I'm excited to find out. Because that's why he's put me here. I've got some other stuff to do, which is much less exciting. But he's put me here for that reason. And you. Now, there are lots of other voices around us which make it complicated to hear. We know what our enemy's voice sounds like. That's an easy one to discern. But his number one, number one strategy is to get you to question, is this God? Why would it not be? Why wouldn't it be? And when we really pick away at that question, sometimes if we're being honest, maybe it's to keep ourselves from the things that feel a little scary. Maybe. Well, it's not about looking good. It's not about us. It's about what he wants to use us for. So, how is his voice characterised? Well, next slide. These are the fruits of the Spirit found in Galatians 5. And the chances are, if what's coming out of your mouth is characterised by these things, it's God speaking. Is it full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness? Sometimes it takes self-control not to say it. Is it characterised by, by those things? Well, chances are, it's the character of God coming out. Because as the Spirit of God lives in us, he grows in us this character, and that's out of the place with which we speak. Does that make sense? So, here's a test. Does it bring joy to someone? If the result of your conversation with people is that they feel worse, chances are it may not be God. It may just be you. And I'm sure it's not. But I know I've had some conversations with people like that, and I think, oh, no. But here's the challenge. What if I've got a really tricky conversation to have with somebody in my work or in my family? How can I make sure that at the end of the conversation, they're still left with more joy? How can I leave them in a place where they feel more peace? Because that's the fruit of the Spirit. So even when it's challenging, how can we make sure that our communication is oozing with the character of God. Because that's bringing his heart to people and what he wants to say to them 
right now, even when it's difficult. So, let's be listening. And just as a point, God, you do know that he speaks to everyone. This isn't a Christian thing. Mess with your theology. Maybe not. Because he called us before we knew him. Therefore, he is speaking to others too. They don't need to wear the I'm a Christian badge or that I've been following Jesus for this long badge. He also talks to everybody. So engage in the conversation. And their conversations might like, I've just been thinking about this recently. It's really bugging me. And you say, oh, that's interesting. I might have some thoughts on that. It's a conversation, isn't it? I had to listen, and I've, I've shared previously the story of my uh, PA at my previous school who came to know Jesus uh, in my office, uh, which is just the most wonderful thing I think uh, I've, I've seen in work. Um, I've seen lots of great stuff in work. Um, but... All I did was ask her what God was saying to her. That was it, because God speaks to those around us. And I know, because I've had conversations with some of you, that he's speaking to your friends. And our responsibility is, okay, God, what do you want to say back? How do you want to engage with them? Because he does that through us. It's wonderful fun. Um, so, therefore, uh, listen to what others are saying too. Right, let's wrap this bit up because I'm running short on time. So, a couple of points. One, this is for everyone. Two, it's for every day. Don't keep it for Sunday best. Three, it's not supposed to be hard. Okay? Let's not build it up to what it's not. Now, sometimes we don't help ourselves with this, because um, you might know that in a meeting like this, to come to the front and to stand at this microphone, which, you know, Rob did there, and he didn't look anxious, did he? It's very relaxed. Just... Hi, Hello. And we sometimes say things like, oh, my heart. It went like this. My palms didn't sweat me. <laughs> and then I just had to say something. Okay, that, that can happen. It can also just be okay just to ask someone how they are. Because God says, go and ask them how they are. And you go, I'll ask them how they are. No need for pounding hearts, sweaty palms. It's just being a good friend and following the prompts of God. Okay, I'm sure I've said this before, but let God direct you in your work. When you arrive in your workplace, for those of you who do, when you arrive at school, you arrive in a playground, you arrive in a classroom, who's he got you to talk to? So I will often just say, where should I go? And he says, Pop down to year three. So I do. Out of that door, take a left, down to year three. And sure enough, I find one of my children is having a really unsettled moment. So I get to help them. Isn't that good? How did I know? Well, I didn't. I just asked a question. I'm sat in my office, which is reasonably dull, and I'm just saying, oh, Lord, please give me a break. Where should I go? Oh, go to reception. Okay, let's go and see something there. Because he's got things for me to share.
So how can you share? Well, we're edging into that now. How can you share? Well, um, first of all, let's look at the nature of prophecy. So these are the things he gives us to share, to encourage, to strengthen, to comfort. So I want to encourage you, be ready. Okay, we talk about being clothed in the armour of God every day, being ready for the battle. Let's be ready to share. So who is going to need that today? Who needs a bit of encouragement? Who needs a bit of strengthening? Who needs some comfort in your family? in your workplace, with your friends, on your street, your neighbours. Who, who needs that? Okay? Be ready. Be ready to share. Be ready to comfort them. Our neighbours we found, um, we've had an interesting time meeting our neighbours. Our neighbours are fabulous, uh, by the way, where we live. Um, and uh, we met uh, one couple one side, brought us a bunch of flowers uh, the day we moved in. Our neighbours the other side brought us Prosecco. I'm not going to tell you who we like more. And, and we've recently met one of our neighbours when one of them reversed into Jodie's car. Um, it's great to get to know people in interesting and exciting ways. Um, but do you know what? Uh, even in that, what do they need? So a very nervous neighbour arrived at our house at the end of the day on Friday and knocked on the door. Context, she's just trashed my wife's car. And she came to say sorry. At the end of a long, demanding day, she's a doctor. So I answer the door. Now, just to make it a little bit weirder, uh, we were actually going out to a charity ball, so I was wearing a bow tie. <laughs> and a full tux which is just how I roll on a Friday night. Anyway, <laughs> so I open the door to her and she says, oh, hi. I said, hi, you, you live over the road? Yes, I do. I'm so sorry. So she needs comfort, doesn't she? Oh, it's, no, it's no problem. Are you okay? She sort of looks at me. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, our accidents happen. Don't worry about it. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, we're going to sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no problem. And I'm really sorry we had to meet like this and sorry about the tux. <laughs> it's my first contact with my neighbour. Now, it could have been different, couldn't it? I could have been grumpy. I had every right to be cross. But actually, we have an opportunity to be different and to speak out what God has on their heart for people. Secondly, so first, go expectant. Secondly, go for God, not words. And I really want to emphasise this. This comes out of living in the presence of God. It is really rare for me, and I don't know how you find your days, day to day, but I know I'm looking around at people who have demanding lives busy lives and I don't know how easy you find it to stop and go I'm just going to take a moment to pray what 
What do you mean this looks weird in the meeting we're in? Oh, we don't, it's, it's busy, isn't it? So seeking words and scrunching up our eyes and going, oh, please, Lord, give me something to say. How's about approach it differently? How's about invest in your relationship with God? Enjoy his presence each day. We've got some great models of how to pray. Simon's taught us, which Jody's put up on the back of our, uh, one of our bedroom doors at home. And it's just great. It's really helpful uh, to encourage us to embrace the, the wholeness of God in our daily prayer. And then expect out of that that he just gives us stuff to bring. So it's less about thinking, what's this amazing word I have to bring? How's about just being you? Because God made you and he loves you. And he's got encouragement to bring through you. Speak out of the overflow in your own life. Bring the word of God to people now. What's on his heart? View them like Jesus did. He was moved by compassion, and so he reached out. He was moved by love, so he went. He was moved by faith, so he responded. Can we be like that? Not going for words. I've got to have something really clever to say to somebody. But just share out the overflow of what God's doing in your life. Let's prophesy that way. And on the back of that, don't build it up into something that it's not. And I've already mentioned, you know, God was really relaxed when he spoke. He's not anxious. He loves to speak. He loves to talk. So let's do the same. If he drops a thought into your mind of, you haven't spoken to this person for a while, drop them a text and ask them how they are. If you're anything like me, your next step is, oh, I don't know. Now, why am I debating this with myself? I don't know. Why don't I just send them a text? See how they are. What's the worst that could happen? They could be okay. Oh! Oh, no! And then you have a little one of those, you know, it's really nice to hear from you. And, hey, when people do that to me, do you know how I feel? Encouraged. You've remembered me. Thank you. It's so good. Let's be really good at that. Let's send a text or a voice note. Uh, a random moment to say, I've just been thinking about you. How are you doing? It's good. And actually, maybe it's God. He has an amazing sense of timing too. And this is the last bit on this, and then I need to wrap things up. He has an amazing sense of timing. I was once in a meeting not dissimilar to this, and I was sat about here, and right at the start, God picked out somebody And he said, that person needs to know that I know he's there. Now, this was slightly complicated by two factors. One. One. (laughs) For those listening to the recording, I said one, held up two fingers. That was a mistake. So, one. Uh, He was a stranger to me. So talking to strangers can be difficult. I'm obviously a very shy, retiring kind of person. Find that soft, hard. Uh, Two, uh, for the recording, I'm now holding up two fingers. This is correct. Uh, Two, uh, he was six foot seven. So to say that he'd been noticed (laughs) was probably not the greatest revelation to him. So for the length of the meeting, so we've been here, what, hour and a half-ish, I just spent the whole time debating with God, 
who was saying, you need to tell him I know he's there. I don't want to say him that's a stupid thing. The person who was speaking then looked at me in a really hopeful, Mark, have you got something to say kind of a way? And I reluctantly got to my feet and I said, and this guy is called Luke, I now know, um, God just wants you to know that he knows you're there. And I sat down. Now, unbeknownst to me, and I've found this out since because I now know Luke very well, uh, Luke had been having a debate about the reality of God through the morning because it was Luke's first Sunday at our church and he wasn't convinced by this God thing. So he had just said to himself, if you're real, God, let me know that you know I'm here. And then I stood up and said, God just wants you to know he knows you're there. Now, had I been a willing and faithful servant, maybe earlier in the meeting would have been the wrong time to have brought that word. See, God's bigger. Isn't he good? He even uses our flaws and our and he works it out. So don't get hung up on it. Just share. Now, down at the end of this passage, and this is what I want to conclude with, you'll be relieved, is in verse 24, it says this. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they'll be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed. They'll fall to their knees and worship God declaring God is truly here among you. Now, just to be clear, the word judge here means they'll be searched out or scrutinised. It's not being judgy. So, so this is a really important thing for us to notice. It starts with love. Paul then encourages us all to seek it. Why? Well, it links to what Robert said our vision is. It's just got to go out. We can't keep this to ourselves. We have some really quite good news. It might be that people around you are just wondering, why is it that when that person talks to me, I just feel better? Why is it good to be around them? Why is it that, I don't know, it's just a good person to be around? It's because God, through you, sounds different. And he starts to search out people's hearts and cause them to ask some questions. What's different about you? And, of course, he's the difference. And do you know how much he longs to speak? to every single person on earth. For those of you who have children, sometimes they go on these wonderful things called residentials. They also do slightly longer residentials called university. Or just plain moving out and leaving you. And, not that I'm bitter. And when they do, and the pocket vibrates, 
and you open it up and you see a name. And actually, I have a message here from Reuben. He's my boy. Do you know what that does to your heart? I've been longing to speak to you. So how does he feel about you? He is longing to speak to you. How does he feel about the people that he's put you in contact with? He is longing to speak to them because they're his children. And how can he speak to them? Through you and through me. Just bringing what God is saying now to their attention because he's a good father. So are you hearing God? Well, why wouldn't you? Are you ready to share what he gives you to speak is really the question. And I just want to invite us as we close to just be open to being filled with the Holy Spirit again. And I want to pray for all of us that we would be a prophetic people. Oh, and share the stories. They're really encouraging. Don't keep it to yourself. Can I invite you to stand if you can? If you're able to, if you, if you want to lie, you can do that. You can, yeah, lie down, not lie. Very helpful point. Holy Spirit, you're so welcome here. We love your voice. We love the way that you arrested our attention. We love that you speak with such compassion to us. Holy Spirit, come and fill us again. 